Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. Good morning, guys. How are y'all today? Doing we well? are good. Doing good. Well, welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake along with Joey and Matt, and we are coming to you today on Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. I still can't get used to saying 23. Um, how was this past week? You, by the way, you just had to celebrate a birthday yesterday for your wife. I did. I did. I want to say happy birthday, post-birthday to my wife, Brownie beautiful wife of 25 years and uh we had a great time yesterday and according to her last night she said this was one of her better birthdays so and my wife's birthday is coming up this next weekend okay on the 26th my wife and my middle daughter both are on february 26th yeah so i'm gonna do better than you and say happy birthday ahead of time oh burn there you uh, go there you go you know what my favorite moment was last night was she had gotten presents from everybody but tyson mm-hmm. all right and she went tyson would you get me and hope hope had you know she had met us there and so her keys were sitting right there and he had got them in his hand he said i just got you a brand new honda <laughs> A brand new Honda. <laughs> so, what a goofball. He is, man. He's just like. And that, and that's what he went with, too, by the way. I feel, like, like, I feel like Tyson is the guy that could pull off. You know that Friends episode where, like, it's they're celebrating uh, the little uh, Rachel's daughter's first birthday. And Joey's like, he don't have a gift. And so he turns around and pulls a book off the shelf and starts reading it. And no. it's like her fate. It ends up being her favorite gift. Like they're all crying by the end of it. Oh, I feel like Tyson hilarious. would be one to get away with he, that. He, like He could. He could. Because that was his story he went with was I got you a Honda. Everybody else got you just dumb gifts, but I got you a Honda. <laughs> I just wanted to share my heart. So what did, what did you guys have go on this past weekend or week since we last I uh, got to go visit Ivy down in, uh, that's my middle daughter. Got to visit her in college. She was, she plays softball. So we got to go watch her play. Was, that's your middle daughter? You mean your youngest daughter? My youngest daughter. I'm sorry. <laughs> but she's in the middle, though. I'm the only one with a middle, middle daughter here. This is true. <laughs> yeah. I've always had a hard time trying to figure, say, what how to do you call say him? that? Because when you say firstborn son, it makes him sound like he's the oldest, yet he's third, he's third in the pack. Yep. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I understand. So y'all went to visit Ivy? What we else? did. Anything else? Uh, and, uh, <laughs> where, where were those oh, yeah. crickets when you need them? What about, uh, yeah. <laughs> we went and watched Saturday. We went and watched a uh, six-year-old. The new Ant-Man? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Cherish's, Cherish's nephew. Up. Yeah, Cherish's nephew. <laughs> Has he plays park ball for Hayden and we wouldn't watch that. So, oh, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Which I've, you know, how it is watching six year olds run around and 
try to shoot a basketball. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so. Yeah, we had a we had a busy week weekend, uh, which we uh, Joey and I both had attended a funeral on uh, Saturday mm-hmm. for one of our church members. Uh, lost someone in their family, and then um, we had I had basketball. We had basketball uh, with my youngest daughter Chloe. Kind of finally put a bow on basketball season. I'm glad. Well, actually, not for my. My oldest daughter's a cheerleader for for the varsity, and they have they're playing a playoff game tonight. I was about so. to say, shout out to them. They made yeah. it to the Sweet Sixteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they're playing tonight, but that's the last basketball we have going on now. So I'm kind of ready to I'm kind of ready to leave basketball season behind. To be honest <laughs> with you, um, but then we had <laughs> Saturday night. We went out to eat. Uh, we went to Bama Bucks. Bama. That was an early b- birthday celebration from my wife and daughter. So my parents took us to Bama Bucks. So you have to explain Bama Sardis. Bucks to those who do not know. Well, I'm sure a lot of them have been. It's a, um, but yeah, it's a steakhouse restaurant in Boaz slash Sardis. But it's uh yeah, so it's a long drive, and they have like a little uh, wildlife uh, farm where you can go and see a bunch of different things they've got deer and ostriches and wildebeest and all that kind of stuff you want to know something <laughs> crazy because who doesn't have a wildebeest <laughs> yeah it's uh so i kid you not i'm not lying uh last may we had our family reunion with all my family back home in silicaga and everything mm-hmm. and um my aunt or my not my aunt my cousins show up who they own like a small farm somewhere down around Auburn. And I kid you not, she walks in with a baby lemur. Mm-hmm. They have lemurs there. And I actually, in the gift shop, we've got pictures because we walked up and uh, the girl was holding the lemur and she looked at Bella and she said, stick your hands out. And she stuck her hands out and the lemur just, boing, just jumped over onto her and starts crawling <laughs> yeah. around. And my dad walks up beside her is like, what is this thing? And what then, is this? Thing? And the next thing you know, it's like on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, uh, what was the What was the Pratt brothers' name that had the lemur in their animal show for kids? Pratt. Yeah, their last names were. Wasn't they Pratt? It was two brothers, and they did a. It was an animal show at, for kids, and it, the lemur was like the. Oh, what was the name of it? Because my kids got to go to their actually meet them. At a birthday party, they my kids love them. Really, the, those are funny animals because it's like a monkey, but it's not. It's like a monkey, but it's not. It's like a raccoon, but it's not. It's like a. And they're striped. Yeah, well, yeah. ringtail lemur. Yeah, they yeah. got the yeah. So it's it's like it. It's probably most like a monkey, but they're they're just they're odd little creatures. All I can think of when I see one is the movie, the Madagascar movies, because you remember all the lemurs on the Madagascar movies. Oh yeah, the ones that sing. Oh, I love it. Sing and dance. Yeah, that's the only it. thing I can think. The of name of that show it. was called Zabumafu. Okay. Yep. Don't know. Am I? Okay. <laughs> Some in the room know what Joe, I'm talking about. Zabumafu. You're looking at the only person Pratt. not on a mic and asking for their input. <laughs> you see what I did? And now you're doing it. I did the I know. laugh, sit back, and clap. I know. All right. <laughs> now it wasn't Pratt Brothers. It was Crap Brothers. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I cannot believe y'all have never seen that lemur. Came from Bama Bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So. They got a lot of wildlife. They do. <laughs> she showed up. She was like, yeah, I got this from Bama Bucks. I was like, hey, I know where that's at. I don't, what is it about 
us Southern folk that's like, because that place has just, it's exploded. I, let me just give you a recommendation, okay? <laughs> I I don't have anything negative to say about uh, Bama Bucks. You should go. You should check it out. Don't go on a Saturday. And if you're going to go on a Friday, go early. But don't go on a Saturday. It's just very, very crowded. If you're going to go on a Saturday, you're going to wait a while. Uh, they do have things to keep you busy. You can walk out, the, walk around in the little wildlife area. It's three dollars a piece to do that. So, so y'all went on a Saturday. Yeah, we went on a Saturday. So we waited a while. But it's, um, <laughs> but the but the food is good. It, it's, uh, you know, it's not terribly expensive. I mean, every, everywhere is expensive to go eat now, right? Right. Um, so especially right. with a family of six, it's going to be expensive. But, um, but it, yeah, it, it's good. I w- I would say. Just don't go on a Saturday if you're going to go, but and it and it's a it's a long drive, so yeah. There's a lemur. Yeah, so this is a picture of my wife holding a lemur, and it's wearing a diaper <laughs> <laughs> because so, they're yeah. human. That sounds right. But what I was going to say though is, what is it? I was in when it, when we sat at our table, and and they've got this this part where people like to sit towards the back, where there's it's a glass wall, and they can look over the uh, the wildlife area. What is it about a Southern folks that like? that would make us feel inclined to, you know what I want to do? I want to go eat a bison ribeye, and while I'm eating it, I want to look at bison walking around. <laughs> That's true. Maybe it's like... That's true. Maybe it's like a like a mentality within us. It's like, I want this bison to know that I'm the alpha. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's like, you, you see me eating your Uncle Steve right yeah, here? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you be next. That's mm-hmm. a, it, it was really funny, though. I kind of had that moment where we when we were sitting there eating... Where it's like, what is it about all of us, you know, Southern folk that we want to do this? We just want to, you know, assess our dominance over whatever. But anyway, I thought it was funny. Well, uh, I got something. I got something else kind of funny to share with y'all. Say what? All right. I don't think y'all are ready for this. So we are talking... Let me just read the headline to you, okay? English police say they foiled an extravagant plot to steal Cadbury chocolates. <laughs> what? Let me read it again. Yeah. English police say they foiled. There's a lot of puns in here, okay? English police say they foiled an extravagant plot to steal Cadbury chocolates. A local poli- British police department is saying it helped save Easter for fans of the famous chocolate Cadbury eggs. <laughs> Just so you know, English police have resurrected Easter, according to them. So anyway, that's awful. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, a man was arrested in England after allegedly stealing a semi-truck that contained 200,000 Cadbury cream chocolate eggs last Saturday. Okay. That's going hard in the paint right there. <laughs> and he, get, get this. This is what's crazy about the story is he knew exactly what he was stealing. Like, he knew it contained no merchandise other than Cadbury eggs. Are those like, like a delicacy over there or something? I thought they were a delicacy everywhere. <laughs> I'm not. No, can, wah, wah, no, 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 no. I'm not a big fan of Cadbury eggs. Me either. Oh, I, am. I do like the chocolate itself. Oh, I, am. I don't like the cream. Oh, I do. Yeah, I, I'm one, not, I do. I, may, bet, I love it. I bet you like those chocolate-covered cherries around Christmas, Please too. Please stop don't. it, man. Those are my <clears> best. <laughs> I get them every year. 
They're they're part of my yeah. stocking. Well, it's that it's chocolate covered cherries. It's essentially a Cadbury egg with a cherry in it. That's all. all it is. Yeah. So, which is amazing. The man whom the Associated Press identified as 32 year old. I'm going to say his name because I mean, if you it's still, out there. If you still chocolate, I mean, you're just you know. Yeah. Uh, 32 year old Joby Pool. Uh, he, he sounds like he's from Boaz. He's from England. Okay. <laughs> 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 Joby Poole was stopped on the highway in Telford in a town in central England shortly after the theft. <laughs> Poole alleged, alleged, allegedly used a metal grinder to break through a gate <laughs> and to hijack the semi-truck, according to the press. Can you imagine what that conversation was? <laughs> this is like when you pull them over. Where are you going with all these eggs? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I want to know? That's my question. <laughs> Where are you going with all... What is like... 200,000. Was he going to sell them? Well, that's... Like, is there a black market for so that's what I, I'm wondering if he's like... If his whole thing is like to want to be the drug dealer of like Cadbury eggs. Like, man, did you, did you see it on the news? Like, somebody... Like, there's no Cadbury eggs anywhere. Like, somebody stole them and he'd just be like, I know where you can get some. <laughs> He black market them babies. No, get this. Just in all, the seized chocolate eggs were thought to be worth a hair over forty eight thousand dollars retail price. Sure, forty eight thousand. You're not going to sell them for that. No, no, that's what they would sell for. You're saying and there's like a black market where you can sell them for more than what they sell them in the store. Like no, they can't go no, to the no, store no, no, no. I'm saying like, like it's one of those cases of like, <laughs> like man, you can't find those anywhere. All of a sudden, when you do find them, oh, you create. You're saying by your theft, you created the demand. Yeah, and, I don't know. I, I, two hundred thousand eggs. That sounds like a lot, but not if you're distributing distributing them all over the world. Like mm-hmm. that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. He uh, and and was it a refrigerated truck? Because uh, that's a lot of melted chocolate. It doesn't say. Uh, but he pleaded guilty, and apparently they, yeah, they they did like a. Anyway, they held the case like quickly after because this happened on February 11th. So this is recent, very very recent. Hmm. So he's getting in there. <laughs> yeah. That, okay, I see where Matt's going now. He's basically going to. Corner the market on Easter is what he's trying to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want Easter? You come through me. So, <laughs> so you're saying, so you're saying he watched the Grinch who stole Christmas, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, he's trying to right. steal He's Easter's. trying to be the Grinch for Easter. Yeah. yeah. And then he brings all the Cadbury eggs back to the kids just in time. Yeah. Yeah. So he entered a guilty plea and uh, <laughs> he will be sent, he will, he's expected to be sentenced next month. Yeah. Hey man, what you in for? I know that's terrible, <laughs> dude. It's, what you in for? It's kind. Of, but seriously, all those prisoners in there. When's the last time they probably had a Cadbury egg? And when you <laughs> ask me what you in for, man, you know them chocolate eggs. It's so good. I, st- I, I stole, stole them all. All. <laughs> oh really? Give me some. Well, <laughs> See, it didn't work out like that. It didn't work out. <laughs> they took them. <laughs> they confiscated them. And is it evidence? Because I mean, you know what I'm saying, like. If you're gonna, if that you're gonna arrest him, you got to have the evidence. That's it. That unfortunately, that's where the story ends for now. Oh yeah. my so, goodness! Yeah, that's a teaser story. Thanks yeah. to NPR, that's where it ends for now. So we will, uh, yeah, we'll get the rest of it at some point. I'm sure. Yeah, oh my goodness! It's like that uh, that office episode where Dwight gets he he finds out that like there's a baby doll that's hot oh. right at Christmas, and so he goes and buys them all and sells them for like five times what they're worth. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Speaking of hot commodities, let's talk about our sermon series. How about that transition? <laughs> Here's my goal. I'm trying to get worse at transitions. <laughs> well, brother, I think I'm succeeding. I think you're there. <laughs> if you're talking about your transitions, you're probably... <laughs> let's talk about my new shoes. Y'all like my shoes? This is the fourth time that I've heard Blake talk about his shoes today. These are $12 shoes from Walmart. They're, when you, I have a hard time finding shoes because... I wear extra wide. And so when I was walking, I was making the trip as one does from the electronics back to the grocery section and happened to go buy the shoes. And when I looked down, all I saw was a giant neon tag that said extra wide. And I, I have a hard time finding <laughs> shoes. And when I do find shoes, they are very expensive. Yeah, I have to pay for that extra width, you know. Custom, <laughs> so, baby. It's custom. And I, I was... uh telling some of the other folks in the office this morning that my shoes are all of my shoes look like toddler shoes mm. what i mean by that is you know how toddlers they have those little bitty sh- they have those little bitty squishy chubby feet and so all their shoes look boxy yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it's like velcroed over the top and like on a toddler people look at them and they're like oh their feet <laughs> their shoes are so cute cuz they're little <laughs> But when you when you're a grown man and your feet look squishy boxy all the time, like squishy boxy is what my feet look like. But big, <laughs> big squishy boxy, then it's not like you know it doesn't look cute anymore. It's like why do you you look like you have cinder blocks for feet, especially? And I don't help it because I wear gray New Balance because that's the only thing that fit you know standard dad issues. Sure, oh New that's balance. standard baby. And so I have a hard time finding a shoe that looks slim, but I think for an extra wide, I think that's relatively slim looking, don't y'all? I've got my foot up on the table for those of you. Well, for all those listening that cannot see us, it looks slim because of the color. They're black. Black is a slimming color. Yeah. But I was telling them this morning, one thing that I did not do when I slipped these on, so I saw extra wide, I took them off the rack. And then I slipped one on with my foot in the air, and I was like, oh, man, that is extra wide. That feels mm-hmm. good. One thing I neglected to do was put my foot down on the ground and actually walk on it <laughs> or step on it. And then when I put these things on for the first time this morning and went walking out of the house, it, it's like <laughs> these shoes begin to scream at me, hey, we cost 12 bucks, buddy. <laughs> Your socks are more expensive than your shoes. Hey, no lie. No lie, because I got on some of them Bombas. So my, my socks are legit more expensive than the shoes. So <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, let's man. talk about the sermon. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> we can, I'm just offering, okay, here's what I'm, I'm offering you some additional insight into my world right now. Mm. Is that a better transition? There you go. All right. That's a good one. Which is the name of our sermon series, uh, mm. just so happens to be. We've been uh, in a series called Insight. And uh, this Sunday we were in Ephesians chapter 4, right? Correct. And we talked about uh, our relationships in relation to our relationships with others. Mm. And uh, you read pretty much the entire chapter. <laughs> I did. Right? Read the entire chapter. Yeah. Well, I think you said right before you read it, you was like, I'm going to... I made There's a few. I'll, just a few verses we're going to pass by just because in, in relation to what we're discussing today, it, it'll just, you know, it was going to cause uh, more confusion because of all the things you'd have to build out. We just yeah. didn't have time. To, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, 
I like the angle that you took. You like, think of these things as not a to-do list, but a live-in list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you want to explain the difference between the two? I do. Uh, I, I think pr- even prefacing that is just remembering that, you know, this was the reason we read an entire chapter of the <laughs> book of the Bible is that mm-hmm. is that it it was what we're talking about today, having a, a t- certain type of relationship with others. Um, we've all failed in, in relationships. We all have a, that relationship or two that we have ruined for one reason or another. And whether that relationship was romantic or whether it was friendship, you know, uh, a coworker, whatever, those were kind of, you know, what we were talking about is relationships in general um, because of that, it requires a master class on this. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this is, is a master's list of, of, rela- of what you got to have in, in order to have a good, true relationship with others. And so, so that was kind of what, that was kind of what was leading up to the to-do list versus live-in list. Right. And to, and, and the, the difference was, was that a to-do list is a little bit more, it's a little bit more of what we're used to having because we do new year's resolutions. We do, we have, you know, we, a lot of people live by to-do lists, like just checking off the boxes kind of thing. And, uh, and I think a lot of times when you see something in a list form, it naturally, your mind tend, tends to go that way. But I wanted people to understand that what Paul was talking about, where these were not things that if you do these things, you'll have better relationships um, what he's getting at is if you live in these things, mm-hmm. you would have a better relationship. So a to-do list is something that's more forced, like you're forcing your, yourself to do it. Your body doesn't want to do it, and so you. but you're like, I'm going to beat it into submission. Um, where live-in is a little bit more of a natural thing, yeah. and, and Paul was talking about that being something that, because he said in verse 1, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. And that calling uh, on your life um, is it's something that you have received. It's not something that you just force to happen. And so why would he say this calling on your life in the midst of all of this stuff about in, in terms of relationships with others? And so ultimately, Paul is, is saying that, you know, you, you need to live a life worthy of this calling. What does that look like? Well, it looks like these things mm-hmm. that he's about to list. Right. And so that, but that is something that you don't drum up yourself. Like yeah. you don't say, okay, well, it tells, it tells me to be gentle and kind and humble. So I'm going to wake up today and be gentle, kind and humble. That's not how it works. What every believer has to realize is, is that and you've you already have these within you? Mm-hmm. Um, you already have these types of things the 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 gifts of the spirit and all this stuff. It's in there. The problem is is that it has to come out at the guide of the Holy Spirit. And uh, and so when you um, you when you understand that this is not Paul saying I want you to be a good guy or a good girl. It's it's not even about having a good reputation. He's saying that that what you have inside of you is there. And that's why I said, you know, when I said what I said Sunday morning, when I start going through this list, do not sit there and be the person that thinks, oh, that's a wish list. You know, like, that's never going to be me. No matter how much I try, that's just not me. That's not my personality. That's not my makeup. That's not my nature or whatever. But if you're a believer in Christ, um, I ne- and I said this, I said, I need you to remember who you are. 
yeah. who you are in Christ, whose you are in Christ, and and remember who you belong to. So yeah, <clears throat> so that set up really the list. Uh, that was kind of your intro, and then that set up the list, which was a, really just the sermon. Essentially, was you walking through the list because all of them correlated to verse or verses yeah. throughout the chapter. Uh, so I, I I got all the notes in terms of like Did every you? every one of the numbers. I got okay. I got them all, and on some of them I wrote down something else that I liked that you said or mm-hmm. referenced, uh, and okay. on others I don't have anything. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> but I did get the verses that they all correlated to. I don't I don't have the actual verses as far as the text, but I just got what verse it is. Well, I've got it if you need it. Okay. It, well, the, the first one w- was in reference to verse 2, and that was learn to live with strength. Mm. Uh, let's see. And then the note that I made was, and you just cut me off whenever, okay? okay? So the note that I made was learn how to live not having a pushy desire to defend your own rights and advance your own life's agenda. Mm. That was learn to live with strength based on verse 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one was learn to live as a protector mm-hmm. uh, from verse three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, you quoted Charles Spurgeon, which I'm always going to write down Charles Spurgeon quotes. It was said, Div- <laughs> divisions in the in churches never begin with those full of love for the Savior. Mm. So I don't know if I connected those dots. They're really well. Um, protector, protector of what? Protector mm-hmm. of the peace. Right. That's... That's really what he's talking about in verse 3. Yeah. Protecting the peace. From there, we jumped all the way down to verse 15, and it was, and this one I didn't have any specific notes on, but it was uh, learn to live the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that verse, uh, he talks about speaking the truth in love, mm-hmm. um, and I was kind of showing how that doesn't always mean you're speaking tough love. Like a lot of people mi- mi- mix those up a little bit. We should always want to speak the truth because we love someone, not because we're trying to prove a point. And uh, and so when we learn to speak the truth uh, in love, um, and I, I think I even at that point gave the definition of truth. Like truth is basically, and I'll you know there's different definitions of truth, and they all end up in the same place, but they're just kind of saying the same thing in different ways. I love this particular definition. It says to live in line with reality. Yeah, I love that because because mm-hmm. our country needs that. Mm-hmm. Our you know our world needs that, and uh, and truth is what grounds us to what is real, and uh, and it keeps us from like you know like Matt. If I you know if if there was something that I that I needed to say to you, okay, you may not want to hear it, but it's the truth. Yeah. Well, I'm going to speak that truth to you in love. Yeah. And, and, and do you see what I'm saying? Most people mistake that for being tough love. No, mm-hmm. that's not tough love. You know, that's me going, hey, I care more about your spiritual life, so I'm going to speak something in truth to you, mm-hmm. you know, and and but I'm going to do it in love, out of love, love for you. Right. And that's why I'm doing it. So, yeah. The fourth one was learn to live as a contender. That was based on verses 22 through 24. Right. And um, the old self versus new self. Yeah, that's when you went into the whole thing. And there was got to be a ton of little jokes built into this oh, somewhere. But oh. I, could, I was leaving it alone. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> nothing just jumped out as like, yeah, oh. I can have fun with that. But it was, <laughs> as I was saying it, I was like, Blake's going to have, have fun to with this. this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking. He's probably thinking that or thought that <laughs> at some point. But you started talking about declaring war on yourself, and yeah. you talked about old Joe, uh, referring to, I guess, old Joey. Yeah. As in 
pre-Jesus Joey. Yeah. Or no. What are you what are you referring to yeah. there when you say old Joe? Uh the sinful nature. Yeah. 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 The old the old sinful nature. Yeah. That that it just likes to, you know, the old man like is like the old terms used to be. Mm-hmm. Bury the old man, but he keeps coming back. What would you call your old self, Matt? Yeah. Would you call it old Matt? Is that what you would say? <laughs> No, I mean I've taught, I've said similar stuff over there with the students before, like <clears throat> you know, Pre-Jesus. old me, like old me, yeah. like the old me. I got you. tries to creep in. You know, when whatever. you said that, I started because you said we've even named. I was like, what would I name my old self? Yeah, what would you name your old self? I don't know. I kind of want to come up with something like you need snazzy. Uh huh. <clears throat> you need to because, and here's why: because then your family can have fun with it, and when instead of them calling you out, they'll call you by that name. And they'll just be like, I know. Well, Dad, I love you, but old Joe right now is kind of messing up. I'm just saying. I know. <laughs> I know, but I kind of want it to be like, I kind of want to like, this is, okay, this is like my sinful nature coming out right now. <laughs> I want to I want to pick a name yeah. that like makes them feel awkward to say. Yeah. And I want it to feel awkward every time you say it. Yeah. But I also want it to be like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous, but it's also kind of a compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. have any ideas. I'm thinking it's probably like a, uh, you know, like like a wrestler's name. <laughs> okay, An- Andre. <laughs> like no, no, no. Like like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, like, I know what you're saying. You know, that's old Big Papa Pump coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Big Papa. <laughs> Yeah, that's the Undertaker. <laughs> that's the Undertaker coming out in you right there. You know, I was about I don't, that casket. That's old Stone Cold. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Blake like, three sixteen right here, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I, I don't. I'll say this. I'll say the, the the logic behind it though. Yeah. Was um, it actually came from uh, when we were we were having a hard time like. I'm sure every parent doesn't have this problem, but we had a hard time getting our kids to do what we were telling them to do. Mm -hmm. And so uh, literally um, one of those was like they, we had a little area down there where they kept their like Xbox or their PlayStation or whatever. And they trashed the place. I'm talking like snacks, leftover milk. I mean, like it didn't matter. And it was in the couch. It was underneath. I mean, it got in places where I'm like, how did you even get that, that Mm. garbage in here? So, um, and, and talking to them, it wasn't getting through. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and, and then if you do something as a parent, like ground them or take their Xbox or whatever, they hate you. Right. Sure. Let me tell you what they hate even more is when you make up a character that doesn't exist and you blame everything on it. And so what we did with our boys, because they wouldn't listen, we I created a whole a whole character called the Dark Lord, and the Dark Lord would show up and, like, steal stuff and, like, leave notes. And, like, they literally... <laughs> That's disturbing. No, it's not disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it so is. the boys come down, hot, and their Harry Xbox Potter. is gone. The Xbox is gone. Their PlayStation is gone. And there's a note there that says the Dark Lord is is kidnapped, and uh, in order for it, it would have this whole long thing <laughs> about how they could get it back. And I, I, as crazy as that sounds, <laughs> yep. Well, y'all made fun of me for the clean thing too, by the way. But that worked like a charm, and so it works. It works. This kind of stuff works, and that's kind of the where that idea of like when you name something like that. Mm-hmm. It really does kind of it, it 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 makes it something that you can joke about. Yeah. But it's it's truth and joking. 
Yeah. yeah. So how would they get their Xbox back? Would they have to like pull out their lightsabers and? <laughs> well, if it's the Dark Lord, then they have to pull out their wands and yes. do a, do a, a you know, a, patr- <laughs> yeah, well, some, a of, some of us spell. can't afford real lightsabers <laughs> like the Wingo family can. But uh, it's a, but yeah, it, yeah. it sounds very Harry Potter esque. Uh, Brownie, Brownie would help me, and we'd make the list of what they had to do to redeem. Yeah, that. So there you go. <laughs> Mine. Redemption, if I did that, that, the the list would be unable to be accomplished. <laughs> And then the lesson in the that's day, cold. You can't. That's messing up the whole thing. No, but then that. the lesson in that would be like, and that's what it's like when you try to live up to the law. <laughs> <laughs> you you can never live up to the law, but it doesn't mean Gosh. you don't try. <laughs> this, this is why we read the Old Testament, kids. <laughs> mm. Number five. Number five. <laughs> Moving along. Learn to live in reality. That was from verse 25. Yeah. I, I like this quote. It's hard to get prayed for when you've made everyone think nothing's wrong. Yeah, this was a, kind of another take on truth. The first one was kind of like not being afraid to speak truth to others about themselves. But this one had a lot to do with yourself, like speaking truth to yourself. And mm-hmm. he talks about a neighbor here putting on falsehood and and speaking truthfully to your neighbor. Right. That's talking about yourself. So the 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 image there was standing in the front yard waving at your neighbor, pretending everything on this side of the fence is okay, when in reality, when you shut the door, yeah, you know what breaks loose, you know. Yeah. So I don't. I didn't have notes on the next one, but it was num- number six was from verse twenty six, and it was learn to live bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. This but, one. This was verse twenty six where he talks about you know in your anger do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on you while you're still angry. And and we just talked about how anger is a part of life. And and when it comes to relationships, anger is a massive destructive yeah. uh, weapon, mm-hmm. um, or did I say that wrong? Weapon of mass destruction. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to relationships, but not all anger is the same. I wanted people to understand the difference between unrighteous anger and righteous anger. Sure. Uh, unrighteous anger is being mad because you've been hurt. Righteous anger is being mad because someone else got hurt. And uh, and so Jesus obviously exemplified righteous anger in Scripture when they turned his house of prayer into a house of a den of thieves. So, yeah. um, so in other words, what you want to make sure is, is that you are, that you, that you understand that anger is something that the Bible doesn't take lightly. It even goes so far as to put a timetable on it. Like, you know, the minute you get angry, there goes your your, your ticker. Yeah. And don't let the sun go down on that anger. And a lot of people do. And so that anger turns into bitterness. That anger turns into grudges. And and what, what Im, I guess, comes out of all of that is, is all of these people who feel like spiritually it's okay to segment yourself off from other parts of the congregation or mm-hmm. se- because you didn't like what they said or those people those people hurt my feelings or whatever. I'm still going to go to church here. I love my church, but I ain't hanging out with those people. And, and the Bible says be very clear about that, uh, you know, because you're playing with fire. And a lot of people don't realize they're playing with fire until the house is burned down. And the other part of that verse is verse 27 because it's one continuous thought. He says, don't let the sun go down on you while you're angry. And then he says, do not give the devil a foothold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, seriously, think about how many relationships have been destroyed by anger. Yeah. You said things in the heat of the moment you didn't mean. 
and now you got to live. Now you got to deal with it. Yeah. And you know what? The person who heard it was wounded by it, and now they can't forgive you for it. And there it goes. And it's just a spiral. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, the bulletproof ne- your marriage. Bulletproof everything. That's what yep. I'm saying. The next one I have is from verse 28. It was learn to learn to live to be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, the note that I had from this one was the purpose of getting becomes giving. Yeah, this is a verse where he's talking about don't steal Mm -hmm. um, because you're not that person anymore, but instead work and do something useful with your hands. That's what he actually says in the verse. And so people need to understand that their their hands used to be all about taking, Mm -hmm. but now it should be all about giving. And so that's something that you have to learn in in dealing with relationships is it's not looking at your looking at a relationship as in what can you get out of it? What can I take from it? But instead what does that other person benefit by being in a relationship with you? That's how you got to look at it. Yeah. I've also, uh, after that, number eight was verse from verse 29 was learn to live clean. And then I wrote all the thing I wrote after this one was ego jar, ego jar. That's right. <laughs> Cause That's that, right. but you were using the illustration of kind of like how people have like a, a curse jar, right? Like how when they, yeah, say, when they a, cuss. say a curse word, they would put money in the jar. Yeah. Uh, so what, what was the connection there with the yeah, ego jar? Was? The, the challenge here was, was to clean up your language, and, and I'm not talking about cuss words or having a cuss jar. Right. But back when I was like 19 or 20 years old, I had a, a guy that was teaching me um, and discipling me, and he challenged me. He heard me t- say a lot about myself. He was like, Joey, I hear you use a lot of pronouns about yourself. Right. It's just I, me, I, I, I. He was like, that you need to clean up your language. And I was like, but I don't cuss, you know? And, but that's what he was getting at. And he, he basically was, he challenged me to take a, a a jar. And every time I said something about myself, Mm -hmm. that was a benefit to myself, put a penny in that jar. Well, that jar got full real fast after a couple of days, Mm -hmm. then it turned into something bigger. And by the end of the month, I was supposed to do that for a whole month. I had all these pennies, mm-hmm. uh, which I can't remember how much it was when I cashed it back in, but it was a lot. Mm. It was a good bit. But what was the challenge was, was he said, okay, you took a month putting a penny in every time you said something about yourself. Now spend the next 11 months taking a penny out for every time you said something that benefited someone else and it wasn't about you. Mm-hmm. And the reality was I'd never emptied that. I never yeah. emptied that container. So, yeah. so it just it just shows you how much we we are so focused on ourselves, right, and not others. And then we somehow think we don't bring that into our relationships, right. And so, and that that relates to number nine pretty mm-hmm. strongly because number nine was uh, learn to live to not grieve the Holy Spirit, which is based on verse thirty. But mm-hmm. it relates to that one of the because one of the first things that you had that you said in regards to that is. You know, quenching and grieving the Holy Spirit is a, is a result of a self-focused lifestyle that places self above God and others. Yeah. Hence, the living clean, you know, the yeah, two, yeah, yeah. two being really tight, tightly connected. Mm-hmm. And um, I like how you pulled up the scripture there showing, uh, you know, what what that verse 30 that, that this one was talking about, what it was sandwiched between. Yeah. So what's interesting is most people hear that quenching or grieving the Holy Spirit and they like to tie it to a worship service. You know, maybe a baby starts crying or somebody's phone goes off and they're like, oh, man, you know, that quenched the spirit that we're grieving the Holy Spirit by the way we're, you know, not letting him cut loose or whatever. I just find this interesting that that 
grieving the Holy Spirit. Like if you look it up online, like show me the scripture that talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. Guess where it's going to take you? Right here. Ephesians chapter four, verse 30. Yeah. And but what's interesting about verse 30 is it's sandwiched between 29 and 31. And, and verse 29 basically said, I'm sorry, third, I'm sorry, 29 and yeah, 29, 31. Verse 29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth except what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. And verse 31 says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. So yeah, when verse, he's talking about grieving the Holy Spirit, he's talking about mm-hmm. he's talking about how you treat others. Yeah, that's that's yeah. To me, that's a game changer when you really start thinking about yeah how you treat others. And I've just seen people, I've seen people literally mistreated because somebody thought they were quenching the Holy Spirit or whatever. And I'm like, no, they didn't quench or grieve the Holy Spirit. You're doing it right now by mistreating them over that fact. Yeah, that was a, that that led to kind of how you wrapped up that part where you said, you know, this is this is the grieving the Holy Spirit. This is not about disrupting a service; it's about when we disrupt lives. Essentially, yes, so that's exactly right. That verse twenty nine was a scripture that I, uh, you know, Ephesians four twenty nine was that was a scripture that I learned that I learned like memorized a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the King James Version. Mm-hmm. It was uh, uh, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may, yes. that it may minister grace into the hearers. Yes. I love the way that's, uh, that's worded. It's, worded it's, but, it's beautifully but, written. Okay, yeah. you, mean t- you, mean, <laughs> you mean make it shallow now? Yeah. I learned it because it was the opening line of a T-Bone rap song. <laughs> It's like they may minister ah. grace into the hearers, and he was like, "And that's exactly <laughs> what I'm gonna do on this track, G. G. <laughs> this one going out to all them pimps, hustlers, all them thugs out there trying to live that crazy life." <laughs> all right, I'll save it. Why did you not have that queued up? That would have been <laughs> so awesome <laughs> if I really went into the rap. If though. you went into the rap, I still know it. I still know the whole thing. Okay, <laughs> we need to wrap this up. Uh, number ten is learn <laughs> to live with forgiveness. That yes. was from verse thirty-two. Um, yeah, and you also the hardest one of them all, by the way. Yes, and mm-hmm. you quoted Spurgeon there too. I like the uh, for Christ's sake because it's kind of like a play uh-huh. on you know, yeah, the bit of a. Anyway, for Christ's sake, cannot you forgive an offender on that ground? And what what Spurgeon's saying is, for the sake of what Christ has done. Yes, for Christ's sake, how yeah. can you not? Right. Yeah, and 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 I think a lot of people have had sermons on forgiveness, and 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 once again, people, once again, people look at forgiveness as they get challenged to do it, and then they go try to do it. And once again, forgiveness is not something you do. Forgiveness is something you live in because it's who you are. If you're a believer in Christ and you think about the forgiveness that Christ has patterned for you by how much he has forgiven you of your sin, then how in the world could you not live in that same forgiveness mm-hmm. and right. extend that same forgiveness to others? But it is so hard, and and, and people struggle with that. And um, I actually did a series here. Um, <laughs> just because we're a little bit edgy, I did a series here, um, 
on forgiveness and it was called the F word, you know, mm-hmm. and because forgiveness is the F word in the church. It's the, it's the one we don't want to hear. We don't want to talk about and that kind of thing. And so, um, what I encouraged our people Sunday was, and if you're listening today, let me encourage you by saying that forgiveness is not only made available to you, but there's also as a follower of Christ, there's forgiveness in you as a pool of resources to offer others. And the Holy Spirit will bring that out. It's hard, but what I said to our people was this. If you learn to live in the other nine, if you learn to live in all these other nine things that we've just listed, if you can learn to live in those and let that become natural for you, forgiveness automatically happens. Like, you cannot be these other nine and not look at somebody else that has wronged you, hurt you, instead of making you angry because you don't want to fall into unrighteous anger. Mm-hmm. You're like, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely okay that you did that. That's yep. living in freedom. Yeah. And that's kind of where that's where we finished. Um, I thought it was good, man. Yeah. Huh. It, um, that was a good bow to put on it there at the end. We got so. one more to go. What? Insight. One more. One more week to go. Then oh, we'll close I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying missed. I was like, there was only ten points. There was only ten. <laughs> I was well, like, was, what's, what's number eleven? Well, there's twelve because you know. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, let's talk about worship. What was uh, mm. what we have going on? It was a little bit different position for you on Sunday, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I think we talked about this last week or maybe a couple weeks ago. Obviously, like there's some new blood fluctuating around in the worship team um mac and emma are are the newest members of the worship team they just joined the church not too long ago and uh they've got prior worship leading experience and so um mac actually led sunday morning and i took a different position on stage one that i actually used to do for a long time um before i ever came to high point i played drums and so uh, that's where I was Sunday morning on the drums and uh, got to give our regular drummer, Shannon, a little bit of a break. And so um, it was super cool. Uh, he and I, he, he actually attended the first service and he and I locked eyes as he was walking in and he just kind of <laughs> gave me a smile and I was like, I hope I don't mess up in front of you, bro. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it was good. Um, Must be nice just to be able to walk in and yeah, not worry. Yeah. So um, yeah, we did. Ancient Gates, which, uh, not Holly, sorry. Um, Holly was sick Sunday, so she was out. Uh, Ancient Gates, which Kelsey led. Raise a Hallelujah, which is one we haven't done in a while. Um, but one it of is, my favorites. I yes, love it. Yes, it's a very familiar one for our people. Um, that's kind of like a guy and girl song um, that, that it trades back and forth with. And then uh, Christ Be Magnified, one of my favorites that Mac led. And then after the message we did, How Great Is Your Love?, um, mm. so yeah, it was all around. It was good. It was different. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anything else? I think we're good. Is this yeah. the shortest one good. ever? I feel like this is a short one. No, it's not super short. Okay. Too good. Joey didn't have 10 points that we had to get through. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did cover got, an entire chapter of the Bible. That's right. So there you go, folks. But, yeah, we got through it. So, um, yeah, I can't think of anything specific that we need to announce or put out there other than what just normal. Just your normal activities. Normal activities. So Wednesday night, we hope to see you here. Yeah. 6.30 for everything. Yeah. 
Good luck to the Jackets tonight, Sweet 16. I'll be there to watch you. Yep. All right. Well, if y'all don't have anything, I don't. And so I guess we're done. You good? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you guys. See ya. Sandy Gravy.